0: NEI Hoops Report, the number one rated NEI basketball coverage in the world, is proud to present the Road to Muni podcast with Junior and Pat. Hello, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to another episode of the Road to Muni podcast. Uh, That Road to Muni podcast is, uh, is, that Road to Muni in general is, is starting to get very, very near here. Um it's a lot of fun uh, these last few weeks and uh leading up into the in the conference tournaments. Uh as we'll discuss on this episode, there's gonna be uh already have some teams that have qualified for the national tournament. Uh we have some teams that locked up some one seeds. Uh we have uh, some some unbelievable good battles still going on for some league titles and, and even some uh, uh two seeds, and we'll get into a little bit more on those, but um you know, it's, a, it's a, we're, we're at that, uh, year and I, and I, and I I'm going to, to use Pat's favorite line, uh, the, the favorite time of year. And it really is an awesome time of year because, uh, you know, it, it does mean that, uh, we're going to be crowning a national title here soon, but I do want to, uh, backtrack a little bit and do talk about, uh, two things, uh, coming up before, before we bring Pat on here. Uh, number one, I just want to give a shout out, uh, the Missouri Valley, uh, in the heart of America. I know, uh, um uh, Jace Lance, who's uh Chad Lance, the head coach there, his son, um, had a had an accident in practice uh, uh and ended up in the hospital. And uh i'm good to see he's doing okay. He sounds like he's still in the hospital, but I've seen some of the posts and just wanna say that our thoughts and prayers uh, uh for Pat and I are, are both uh are with you guys and your family. Um and then I'm I'm glad Jace is uh, turning the corner. Um and I just uh, you know, still out in the limb. I don't doesn't sound like he'll be able to play basketball ever again, but uh uh, you know, just want to say that our thoughts and prayers are with Jason and the entire Missouri Valley basketball team too. So, um, and then another somber note here, uh, Pat. I know it's a great time of year, um, uh, but I think that it's a, a bittersweet time of year too because of the seniors. And I just want to give a shout out to all the seniors around there. I know they're everybody's having their senior days here uh, either uh, last week or this weekend or even a couple this week coming up, but. Uh, um, you know thank you to everybody whether you're in your fifth year your fourth year um, you know whether you you've played all your years NEI or just one or two years of NEI basketball uh, thank you for being our entertainment you know I mean that's that is what it is for us um, um, you know you guys are out getting your degrees and working hard and putting in all the hard work and we just get the the, the fun to watch you play and, and cover you and uh, I just want to say thank you for for choosing NEI but also for all you've done for NEI basketball and in your programs and your universities and all you'll continue to do because I know a lot of people that, uh, a lot of you out there that are listening may not be going on to play pro basketball, but maybe going on to be doctors or teachers or lawyers or whatever you may be, whatever your future holds, uh, we do wish you the best of luck. Um, I know uh, Pat has been along there with you. You know, he's a guy that graduated and played NEI basketball and uh, now he's out in the real world too. So, uh, Pat, how you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah,
1: that's a great. You know, transition there certainly the the senior years and and, and the careers winding down is definitely bittersweet. Uh, but just want to echo what you said. Kudos to all those guys that, that put in. You know, however many seasons it may have been. I, I know it, it's it's not easy being a student athlete, uh, but it's very very rewarding. It's somebody who, you know, believe it or not, it makes me feel old. Is almost ten years removed from college athletics. I still lean on the, the on the lessons I learned as an athlete every single day so um you know like you said people that you know you might not be going pro in hoops but doing things that matter in the real world or you could just you know ramble on a podcast like i do but
0: <laughs> give, give yourself a little bit more credit than that pat there are always adult <laughs> men's league games out there especially yeah. yeah pat is very avid in those and i'm sure that uh, a lot of you no matter what it's like uh, it's hard to take the competitive nature out of Uh, Yeah, if I could offer any advice,
1: it'd be, one, get a job that you like, and, two, find a good men's league that you can enjoy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, everybody's pretty competitive. So, you know, I know know some people, uh, whether you're a pro or not, uh, will look for ways to stay competitive, and and there's nothing wrong with that, too. But uh, uh, speaking of competition, it's really uh, uh, jiving up here lately. And, um, you know, we we do have five teams now, uh, six unofficially, uh, but but uh, five official teams that have qualified uh, for the national World tournament. Uh, we got uh, right now uh, looking at College of Idaho, who who uh, is coming out of the regular season champ. These have all be regular season champions, but uh, number one College of Idaho, who uh, won the regular season Cascade, ran away with. Uh, now they're just trying to finish undefeated in the in the Cascade Conference. Uh, you got Union, uh, who is uh, uh, winning the or who won the Appalachian Athletic Conference. Uh, Antelope Valley, who uh, is coming out of the Cow Pack. Um, and then you got William Penn, who's coming out of the heart of America, uh, Langston, who uh, uh, we'll get into, I'm sure, a little bit. But uh, after a one in 27 year the year before, uh, turned around and and now has just ran away uh, with a Sooner Athletic Conference title as well. Uh, and then an unofficial one here, and and just because they're doing, they have a point system. It's a little bit confusing and complicated. Uh, but I believe Rio Grand uh, has also awesome qualified. Um, no official word out of them yet, just because they are waiting. Uh, for the point, official point system an official announcement. But uh, um, the number, overall number one seed, if they can lock that up, uh, Ryo Grand will also be uh, qualifying. But then we got several teams this week that also are just one game out of clinching as well. But uh, so, so fast two seed for this week, too. But congratulations to the teams that have uh, punched our tickets to the NEI National Tournament already. Uh, still a lot of basketball ahead of them, though, Pat, as we have uh, still some regular season games. And then we have uh, conference tournaments that always really crank it up as well. Yeah, and that's
1: it. I mean, there's not a ton of games left, but but there certainly are some ultra, ultra important contests coming up this week. It's going to be, you know, this is the part where things could either, you know, we've said it for a few weeks now, either you start kind of playing yourself into contention or you start playing yourself out. So, yeah, like like you said, still a lot of basketball left to play, but a lot of really, really meaningful games coming up.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, it's uh, just looking at some of these conference races. I mean, uh, you know, the two seed is just ultra competitive in, in so many different leagues, and those two seeds are going to be, you know, very important. I, I think we can't emphasize enough how important the two seeds are, um, because the way the NAI is structured, it's not you know with the auto bids, uh, you know, it's not like the NCAA Division One tournament where you know it's just uh, you get you win your tournament and then you get the auto bid, and then the rest of these leagues are uh, you know they're just all at large uh, a lot of these leagues have two uh, auto bid leagues uh, not every league, but but the majority of them have uh, two auto bids and uh, what that comes down to is uh, a lot of them have regular season bids and then uh, the tournament champion. well, if the regular season bid the uh, regular season uh, winner also wins the tournament that two seed also sudden gets that auto bid in most leagues there are a few uh where the two you know if the team that's in the title game the uh, uh, you know, uh, loses when they get it in the tournament runner up. But, uh, in most cases, uh, around the NEI, that two seed is, is very, very important. And you're looking around, uh, you know, I look at the Appalachian Athletic Conference, uh, you know, behind Union, who is just, uh, I, I believe there are six teams right now, uh, separated by one game. And then you got, uh, you know, looking them down, you got, uh, Cal or California Pacific League, who, who's actually going to be in the tournament champion, uh, and regular season champion. So, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see who, who makes it out of that one. But you uh, see Mer- Merced and uh, St. Catherine are both uh, are both in a battle and then uh, still going down yet, you know, we're, we're still uh, uh, at the top of Chicagoland is, is still a four-way uh, battle right now. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody's, nobody's guaranteed. Right no Roosevelt still uh, leading the pack, but they got some tough games left. So we'll see what comes out of that. And, uh, you know, going all the way through the heart of America, you know, has, it has three teams that are, our for that two UC as well. And, um, you know, I could go on and on and on. But, uh, Pat, and Pat, this is a, this is going to be a big week for, for a lot of teams here. Yeah, I know. It, it's
1: not that the conference tournaments don't matter, but there certainly are some teams that are going to get in that maybe sit at two or three in the league standings right now. And they got to be thinking of like, they, they must be thinking, can we please just get to the national tournament? Like get this over with. I think you're at this point in the season where you've seen the same conference opponents. and you're, You know, we talk about, early in the season about how the season was you know the number of games was was reduced and there just been so many league games this year and you gotta be thinking like please for the love of god can we see somebody outside of the ccac or can we see somebody outside of the gpac or whatever it might be and just see somebody new but this is the part where the grind really kind of feels heavy and you gotta be able to buckle in
0: yeah I and mean, that's that's gonna be especially this week coming in because uh you know, I think you could probably speak on it maybe a little bit, but, uh, uh, you know, this final week is, is definitely a grind. And then you, you're still going to say play the same teams in the offense, t- see in the conference tournament. But the conference tournament seems like you get another little bit of a, a shot in the arm ready to go for, for the rest of the season here.
1: Yeah. And I think that that is true. And I also think there's the other hand where it's like you wonder if teams maybe, I don't know, I can't even think of a team, a team that's third in rank nationally ranked that's you know probably going to get an at-large it's like all right like let's just get this over with and get on to the national tournament and I think that attitude exists but you got to be able to ramp up and play but I, I agree the conference tournament is a little bit of a shot in a, a shot in the arm where this feels like it's a different level it's a different you know just atmosphere teams are a little more juiced up and yeah it is kind of like a, a fresh start to the season to the national tournament or you could be a team that hey, maybe has been playing really hot and, you know, worked their way into the three seed and has won, you know, five, six games in a row. You think about that Central Methodist team, if they can continue to stay hot. And now they, they find themselves winning a conference tournament and, and, and making a run to Muni. And so there are, are multiple, you know, I think, outcomes here for these teams in the in the next
0: few weeks, Yeah. The next we can, few games, really. Yeah, we can go back just a couple of years ago uh, uh, with the St. Francis Indiana team that did that. Right. It's, I believe they were the three or four seed in the, in the uh, crossroads league and they're probably in already, but uh, um, just was hot at the end of the year and then got hot. uh also in the conference tournament and then uh, ended up going uh, all the way to the, I believe fab four that year. So, um, yeah, yeah. Same with Bethel
1: and uh, Trayvon
0: Cruz that one year too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That Trayvon Cruz team. Yeah. That, I think they actually played each other in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those uh, times of year, like, and, and alluding to a little bit what you said, you know, if if you do go into the tournament, the, the conference tournament, uh, you know, and already having a seed locked up, I mean, that's kind of sometimes where where you maybe get a little bit complacent or maybe just don't get up enough for the game because it is a third or fourth time some of these teams are going to play each other. And and that's when upsets start happening. And we're at that time of year where uh, – and, and we'll allude to it a lot next week here and, and, and as we get into our conference tournament breakdowns as well uh, once those are posted. but. Uh, you know it's it's so crazy this time of year because uh it, it may not be winter winter go home for a lot of teams but those teams that are winner go home are are a lot more dangerous because when there is no tomorrow you, you seem to have another gear find another gear uh, within yourself and, and some of these teams uh uh get getting upset or two, and then all of a sudden they make it to a conference title game and, and a lot of these conference title games are just straight adrenaline anyway i mean there is talent aspect to it Uh, But for for a lot of people, uh, it's just adrenaline, and that's when you start seeing some of these uh, teams that you know maybe have some subpar years. And I even look at a team uh, in a crazy matchup uh, this year, this past week, uh, Cumberland on Saturday. Cumberland, uh, you know, and and one of the craziest comebacks I've ever seen with Georgetown. uh, Cumberland had them down twenty three and uh, lost that game. But a Cumberland team been in top twenty five ranked for you know a better part of the year, and they haven't been this semester much, but. uh, um, you know, there is certainly a team that if they can get into the, uh, once they get into the uh, Mid-South tournament, um, you know, if they just find some life and, and uh, win a couple games, I mean, they're very talented and a team that can certainly win, you know, and, and pull some upsets and win a, a league like that as well. And um, I use them as an example. There's several teams across the country that uh, may be coming in these tournaments as a, you know, a five, six, seven seed or worse. And uh, and you're going to see them, you know, also in playing for, for a national – or playing for a conference uh, tournament championship. And I think the uh, important factor to highlight on that, Pat, is that, uh, uh, you know, when, when you start seeing some of these bubble teams or some of these teams that, uh, you know, are a little bit iffy getting in and, and needing, needing some help, uh, when they start seeing some of these teams that aren't supposed to be in conference tournament championships and, and looking to steal some uh, steal an auto bid, you know, they're they're rooting hard for whatever team's favor to win that one. Yeah, that's exactly it,
1: and the other thing at play here that I think is worth mentioning is the travel of all this. You know, a lot of, if you're new to the NEI, a lot of these conference tournament games are played, you know, at the higher-ranked school. Some of them are at a neutral site, but the majority of them are played, you know, as a home game for some team, and it's easy, not easy, but like up here, Grace and, and Bethel are you know, 45, 50 minutes apart. But there are some schools where you got to drive a couple hours to get up and play a conference, you know, tournament game. And that whole other aspect of going on the road and, and getting up for a game like that is just another layer to
0: all of it. Yeah, and, and, and even playing, you know, three or four games in a, in a week, you know, time. Right. To, so you may hit the road. Uh, you know, some of these road teams uh, to pull off all these upsets may, may hit the road on a Monday you know, go home, you know, get the win, go home, have to go back to a road game on Wednesday, you know, win, come back and then spend Friday, Saturday, somewhere else, uh, uh, traveling for, for a conference tournament uh, championship. And, and that's just the aspect of it. And um, it's certainly these teams that have uh, get, get the higher seeds have earned the home home court, but uh, yeah, some of these, some of these teams are going to have to travel quite a bit, like you said. And uh, It's always interesting to see the whole dynamic part of the conference tournament. I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, and all of your
1: peers back in the dorm are talking about their spring break plans.
0: Um, Pat, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, some of these matchups. How about uh, we move on to the Stock Riser Report and talk about uh, uh, maybe the emphasis on some conference tournaments and teams that are hot going into these uh, the last part of the season here. The Stock Riser Report. Start with a
1: team out west, a team that we talked a lot about in the preseason, um, as maybe a national title contender that was really good last year that just really hasn't found their footing and it's been, you know, kind of banged up all year long. But this Jessup team, I'll tell you what, has won seven out of eight after losing four in a row. And it's the old cliche. It's all about getting hot at the right time. This is a team that certainly is talented, but like I said, just hasn't really been able to figure it out. But I think that's a team now that that you really kind of gotta look look out for there out of the
0: GSAC. Yeah, you talk about a team that uh, has some, some major postseason uh, uh, experience. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of weeks ago we were we were wondering if they were going to make the GSAC conference tournament. Now they're uh, uh, moved up for now into the three seed. So, uh, yeah, good call out on that one. I'm going to move into a team that's won 10 in a row. And, um, you know, in, in a Central Methodist team that you brought up a little bit earlier, uh, this is a team that, uh, you know, it's always cool to listen – I'll start off by saying, you know, Matt Sherman, uh, in his first year coaching his dad, uh, a Hall of Famer and and uh, coach at Central Methodist, he actually played for his dad at Central Methodist. So uh, really awesome to see uh, hit him get his shot this year after being an assistant coach. Um, you know, they've, they had some early season struggles a little bit. I think they, they, uh, you know, were playing a little bit too many guys. I've seen, the, I've seen here lately they've really – uh, Narrow down their bench and how many guys are playing and, and it's led to a 10 games in a row. Now that they've won, um, they are currently still, uh, you know, five deep in the, in the uh, part of America. They did move ahead of Mid American Nazarene in the conference uh, standings. Uh, but this week's going to be a big week for Central Methodist. If they can get two more wins and uh, even, even upset uh, here at the end of the season, um, you may be looking at a team that, that has earned an at-large bid, just playing the best basketball of, of the season right now. Um, they are this, Cart standings is going to be interesting. I think you got to be probably in the top four to get uh, – to be in at large consideration here. And then the other two, uh, I think there are six teams that maybe have an argument. But uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to come down. But Central Methodist uh, right now climbing the the ranks and playing some great basketball. Yeah, to me, a team like Central
1: Methodist feels like the most dangerous team at this point in the season. A team that, you know, just absolutely believes in themselves. It's, it's easy to – it's not easy but it's it's one thing to you know win games early in the season and go on hot streaks early in the season but a team now that really has you know seen them just week by week climb up the rankings you know spot by spot by spot just chipping away at it i think that allows you to develop a certain mentality a certain edge yourself that carries you know a significant amount of weight as you roll through the the remainder of the season but Another team that, that we've talked a fair amount about that's been playing really well lately too is, is Huntington out in the Crossroads League, a team that's been good um, all year, has been nationally ranked for the most part, but really has just, they have won eight in a row and just, you know, kind of shot themselves way up the standings in the Crossroads League. And I think, you know, it's, it's all about seeding at this point in the Crossroads League. It's all about who you want to see early. And then eventually you got to, you know, run the gauntlet uh, that is the crossroads league conference tournament but this team huntington you know has just found way found a way to win games all year long every game is such a battle for them and if you can win close games and you can win games on the road like they've proven they've been able to do that that is you know a team that has national tournament
0: aspirations yeah i, I don't have much to ask that i think that they're going to be the the uh, a team that uh you know, people are not going to want to see in their pot. I mean, that's just a, a very dangerous group. And I, and I will go with another team that I think that's going to be very dangerous and, and maybe a little bit overlooked. But I th- I feel like they're overlooked in the in the whack as well. Um, and that's Lords. You know, I, I've been looking at these conference uh, uh, standings or ca- conference ratings. You know, that come out. Um, and, and Lords has sometimes been third or fourth deep uh, in these conference ratings, and and uh, all they do is just keep winning. I mean, they've they've won ten of the last eleven, uh, including. Uh, they've won five in a row now, uh, but 10 of their last 11 games, uh, they currently sit number two on uh, two games up on Ma- on Madonna, who's a, Madonna's a very good team as well. Uh, but two games up on Madonna for that two seed and, and looking like they're probably going to lock it in. Uh, if, if Indiana Tech doesn't, uh, you know, collapse, uh, Indiana Tech's probably going to win the whack and, and Lords uh, just going to sneak in uh, here with that two seed in the tournament, playing some great basketball here down the stretch.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, as you talk about sneaking in, sneaking into to the conference tournament, it, it, who maybe not sneaking in, but just kind of climbing the ranks, similar to Huntington. This team, Northwestern, out in the G, uh, the G Pack, has won three in a row, and could this be the start of another little streak like we we talked about Huntington again, the winners of eight in a row? Could this be the start of Northwestern streak? They've got a huge, huge showcase against Dort coming up this week. Dort, obviously, a pretty good team there as well, but can they? continue to find ways to win games. And like we said, it's all about seeding at this point for the majority, I would say the number one seeds in a lot of these leagues are locked up, but now it's about, you know, are you going to get a home game? Are you going to be the three seed? Are you going to be the five seed? And all of these games matter so much for seeding at this point. So that's, that's what you really want to keep an eye
0: on as you finish up these last two weeks. You know, it's, it's a one bid league. The North star is always, uh, um uh, always very interesting, uh, you know, it may not be the 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 toughest conference in the league, but it's just or in the in the country. But it's so interesting every year. Um, and we saw a Mayville state team who locked up the one seed already in the tournament, uh, which means that uh, they're going to at least get one game at home, and then they'll go to a neutral site uh, for for the final four uh, of the conference tournament. But uh, um, you know, this is a team that uh, you know right now they've won four in a row. I know they, they had a little bit of hiccup there, um, in the middle of the middle of the uh, conference play, uh, where they lost back to back games, but, uh, um, this is a team that, 21 of five overall 11 and two in the conference play. Um, you know, they're, they're just a team that, you know, unfortunately I don't know that they, they make the national tournament if they don't win the, the North or the North star, uh, tournament. But, uh, and get that auto bid, but this is a team that you know if you're if you're looking if you're them and you're looking them from the outside in, you know, at twenty-one five and five, and their strength schedule is hurting them a little bit, but certainly a team that you could see uh, getting that large bid if if they can get it. But uh, uh, playing some good basketball here, and, and congratulations to them on on winning the the North Star Athletic Conference uh, regular season. Uh, but now they're gonna focus in in hand and uh, go try to win that tournament as well as. But as we've been talking about, Pat, uh, you know, we're coming down the final stretch here, and, and we're basically at the, about the last uh, nine days here before the first conference tournament. Start, uh, something. Give me a game uh, that you're looking forward to this week.
1: Well, you know, there's a, a, I'll let my CCAC you know, bias show here, but this Roosevelt versus St. Xavier game coming up in the middle of this week on Wednesday is huge for standings, right? Roosevelt is a team that's been playing really well lately, St. X is a team that was number one in the league at at one point, so going to be a huge game there. As you consider, you know, league champions and, and tournament conference tournament seeding, so that's a big one out in Chicago later this week.
0: Yeah, that'll be an interesting one for sure. And I'm going to actually just go to uh, uh, later on uh, today as you're listening. Yep. Uh, uh, Baker and Central Methodist. Uh, we just talked about a Central Methodist. Uh, hot, how hot they are. Um, you know, if they're going to try to get in at-large considerations, they got to knock off Baker, who uh, was just a, a, just was the second uh, place in the heart and uh, lost on Saturday. And um, as we've seen in many leagues, if Baker loses this one uh, uh, later on tonight here, uh, they could end up dropping all the way to fifth or sixth place in the conference tournament after just being second a week ago.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what we talk about. Every single game is so, so important. And, and same goes, you know, a team that we talked about earlier, this Jessup team plays at the Masters later on in the week. Another huge showcase there out west as the GSAC tries to figure itself out.
0: Well, speaking of fi- or figuring itself out, I'm really looking forward to, uh, uh, on Thursday, Shawnee State and Thomas Moore. Uh, you know, Thomas Moore has been a little bit hot-cold this year. They're coming off free Hardeman loss uh, this past week. Uh, Shawnee did get him at, at Shawnee State earlier in the year. Uh, but it's Thomas Moore team. I mean, uh, well, after losing this week, uh, their regular season title probably is, is a little bit out of grasp, but uh, they need some help for that one I'm from Georgetown. Uh, but you got a Thomas More team that now is battling for seeding in the, in the uh, Mid-South tournament. And uh, seeding is going to matter, especially in a, in a very competitive, one of the best leagues in the country. Uh, you know, you want to make sure that you got, that got a good seed. And right now they're trying to go for the two seed probably uh, most likely um, if not the three, so uh, that game on on Thursday night, I'm I'm looking really looking forward to as well.
1: Well, and then that Saturday slate is just loaded, right? You think about a team like Free Hardman who's playing good ball in the middle of the season, kind of been a little shaky here in the last few weeks, but they got a big game versus Cumberland, and then right after that, you know, you, you think about Saint X again against all of that. Saint X has a real chance this week to to bolster themselves up uh, in the CCAC, but going to be just a huge weekend there. It's out the top four of the CCAC.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And I'm, I'm actually going to, before we talk about one on Saturday, I'm actually going to talk about a Thursday game too, because I, I do want to uh, pay note to it. Um, well, first off on Thursday, you know, this American Midwest conference uh, uh, got very interesting this weekend with, with William Woods uh, knocking off Columbia. Um, Columbia looked like, you know, two weeks ago, maybe a lock to win. Uh or at least get the, the number one seed and win the regular season. Um, but now this this league is just a, a complete mess as well as we uh, come down the wire. Uh, they got about three teams competing for that number one spot. And and, uh, and, and when you have home court advantage in the American Midwest Conference, uh, you get to play at home the entire tournament. So uh, that one seed is going to be very interesting and, and uh, very, very good coming down this this week uh, to see who wins that one. Uh, but the game I want to talk about Thursday is uh, Texas A&M, Texas Arcana going to Xavier. Uh, you know, Arcana and LSU Shreveport currently uh, tied for first place in the Red River. Uh, Xavier is one of those teams that is kind of on the bubble, uh, on the inside of the bubble right now. But, uh, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, a couple losses here between now and the end of the season can can quickly move a team from in to out. Um, so Texas Arcana going for that Red River uh, championship and needing wins, uh, going to one of the toughest places, one of the nicest arenas in the NAI, but one of the toughest places to play, too. Uh, I guess a very good Xavier team. So looking forward to that game on Thursday as well. Just overall this week, you know, I I know uh, uh, several teams like Indiana Tech and uh, going up and down, you know, even uh, uh, Grace and and, uh, coming down to watch some of these league uh, title games or league games, uh, uh, you know, teams that can lock up uh, uh, conference tournament or conference regular season titles uh, with a win. And just to kind of – that's the big picture of this week and even over the next – you know, seven, eight days as we turn the page here. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to be into this, this, uh, grouping here, uh, not just with seedings, but, uh, it's gonna be really fun, uh, between now and next Sunday, uh, just seeing, you know, all these teams, whether you're fighting for a league title, you're fighting for seeding or you're fighting just to get in your conference tournament. Uh, I, I really, I really enjoy this week. I know that, like I said, it's bittersweet because there are some careers ending, but, uh, it's such a fun week because I feel like these games just get escalated and taken up notches, um, as people are are fighting the, uh, for whatever it is they're fighting for right here down the stretch. And, um, I, I think that if if you're newer to the NEI, I think that, uh, um, you know we'll, we'll have some games for the highlight. But I think any of these games that uh, that fake come off with with uh, teams trying to battle off for, uh, for some league titles uh, are very important to watch uh, here down the stretch because it just a the game is so much better. The teams play a lot harder, not just harder, but, you know, their, their attention to detail, their uh, cuts, everything is just so much better. So, looking really looking forward to that. Are all those games down the stretch here. Uh, but other than that, Pat, uh, I know that uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be talking a lot. Uh, we'll have a lot more uh, conference tournament uh, um, actual brackets coming out. So, uh, uh, that will be fun to discuss. Uh, and we'll, Pat and I, have just like last year, we'll break down each league. Uh, so make sure that you're coming back for uh, for that next week. Uh, other than that, it is Junior Pat signing off.